Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is Beginner Tip 37, where we will discuss bike speed and momentum, whatever that is, we will explain that in a little moment. But first, big thanks to our sponsors, Precision Hydration, that you can find on precisionhydration.com. They make electrolyte products to get you hydrated and help you stay hydrated, even in the hottest conditions and the longest of races. I'm at the moment of recording, preparing, I'm in my last six days before Ironman 70.3 Kashkais, close to Lisbon, and I will actually tonight... I will retake the precision hydration sweat test right uh, to to get my hydration plan right because I've only previously taken it for with an Olympic distance race in mind. So now I want to redo that and see what I should do for the Ironman 70.3. I don't have to think about it. I let the precision hydration online sweat test do that for me and I have all of their their electrolyte products at home already so whatever the plan spits out, I'd, I'll just follow that. So click the link in the episode description to get to that free online sweat test. It's just a few questions, takes a few minutes to complete. And if you want to try the Electrolyte products for free, you can get your first box for free when you use the promo code THATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, on precisionhydration.com. And big thanks to Roka that you can find on roka.com. Today is hashtag Maverick Monday, so I had my Maverick X to the pool. Uh, I Quite often I do my Monday pool workouts as a wetsuit, swims, and especially now in the last build for the race, uh, I'm going to race in a wetsuit because it's roughly 19 degrees, I think, in the water there. So, uh, so it will be a wetsuit swim, and I wanted to prepare for that. And uh, as always... Swimming is just so much more fun when you can do that in a Roka Maverick wetsuit. So whether it's the Maverick that you want or you want any other piece of triathlon apparel, Roka is best in class. They are the company that focuses the most on R&D and really wanting to maximize performance in triathlon apparel, whether it's wetsuits, tri-suits and sunglasses, whatever it may be. So go check them out on roca.com and use the promo code Show all one word, all caps, to get 20% off your entire order. One final house cleaning item before we get into the main topic. Last week I did a Q&A and it was very well received actually. So, so I've been thinking, I'm also starting to, to think that I've covered a lot of the things for beginners that I think are really relevant for beginners on these beginner tips already. So so I'm really starting to come to a point where I don't know how many more topics there are that I want to do as beginner tips because it starts to uh, to take away from the fact that these are supposed to be for beginners. If you have uh, 30 or 40 or 50 episodes to go through, that may be fine. But do I really want to do 100 beginner tips? Probably not, because that would be overwhelming. It would be too much information. And I want to give you the most important things for your stage of the your triathlon career. But I want to hear your thoughts a little bit on this uh, topic of uh, Q&As versus beginner tips. If I continue to do the Thursday podcasts, what is the format that you prefer? Do you like me to keep doing beginner tips as much as possible? Did you like the Q&A? Do you want to have more Q&As, which of course would mean the opportunity for more people to get their questions answered? And something else that you want me to do on those Thursday episodes? 
whatever your thoughts are, uh, just email them to me on uh, my email, michael at scientifictriathlon.com, and that's Michael with a K. Looking forward to hearing your topics. I really appreciate that because uh, this podcast is for you. It's not for me. So so I want to make it the best possible for your listening experience. And this is quite an important decision that I need to, to make in, uh, in the coming weeks or a couple of months maybe what to do with the Thursday episodes. Beginner tips, Q&As, something else, a mixture. So let me know your thoughts. All right, the main topic, bike speed and momentum. So a little bit of background first. It takes a lot more power and a lot more energy to accelerate up to speed than it does to just maintain speed. It's uh, Newton's law. And uh, that's uh, why we are talking about momentum as an important concept in addition to, to power and speed. So if if you are the, the reason why really, to, to put it simply, is that if you're smart with where and how you use your effort your available power and energy on the bike you could end up getting significantly faster times even though you maybe are actually expending less energy and less power in total as an average over the entire course but you are using it in the right places at the right speed and uh, that way you get the most speed out of the energy or the power that you put in so so that's why i want to make this episode i wanted to understand this concept of it's not all about, you can't just go at one single power, although I know that you don't necessarily have a power meter, but at one same constant effort and expect that to be the fastest way to get from point A to B. Because in fact, it is not. That's uh, very easy to show with uh, with physical modeling. And uh, you can listen more about that on uh, my interview with Ryan Cooper from Best, uh, Best Bike Split, actually. Some situations when you will have to choose between between putting out an even effort or maybe an increase or even decrease in power in order to optimize for your momentum and your speed are the one obvious thing that comes to mind is hills so usually you'll want to increase your power on the hills but that doesn't mean that you should go all out on the hills of course Uh, the power meter is a fantastic tool because it allows you to to keep a consistent output, but consistent here should have an asterisk to it, I think, because the fastest way to get from point A to point B again is usually to increase your power slightly when you go on hills. It might be that you increase it by by 10%. Uh, I actually haven't, I should have checked some numbers here, but, but roughly in the ballpark of, of 10%, 10, 15, something like that, even 5% depending on the, the duration that you will be going up a hill. If it's a very long hill, then it might be a smaller increase in power. But usually, you will increase power. And if it's a very short and very punchy hill, you might increase power a lot. You may even get out of the saddle, because what you want to do there is, if you actually come to that punchy hill, and you go up it quite hard, you get out of the saddle, you pedal hard, not quite all out, but very hard, then you will potentially be able to carry a lot of the speed that you had going into the hill you will carry that over the hill as you crest the hill and it will take that much less power and energy to accelerate back up to speed because you already have a lot of that speed still even after going up the hill but if you try to keep an even effort you will come down to a very slow grind up that hill and then you will instead have to spend that power after the hill, after cresting the hill, maybe in the downhill, to get up to speed. And you will be able to get up to that speed 
I don't know if you spend the same power or if you spend less power, maybe, but you will have lost a lot of time as well, grinding up that hill very slowly compared to going at it quite fast out of your saddle and then quickly getting back up to speed. Compare that to going slowly up the hill and then you have to accelerate, so it takes you a while to get up to the speed again. That's that's a lot of seconds that you lose and that can happen time and time again in micro situations like this or the course of a triathlon race or your group workout, whatever it is. So the shorter the hill, the more power you will actually spend. And one more thing that I should mention with hills is that probably the most common mistakes that mistake that that athletes cyclists and triathletes make when they go up a hill is that they go too hard up the hill they may go i'm saying that you should go harder than your average power but it should be controlled it should be within reason and the reason for that is that when you get to the top of the hill when you crest the hill you still have to have power and energy available to quickly accelerate back up to speed because that is where you gain time when you quickly get back up to speed it's still not a sprint, you're still not going all out, but you're going quite hard, quite hard but controlled. These accelerations, the best ways to do them is to use cadence to your advantage. So uh, this is the a situation when you want to have a high cadence, so switching to the right gear that allows you to spin quite quickly, but then you also change the gears as you gain momentum so that you don't spin out, that's not what you want to do, but you want to have the right, you don't want to put a big, big effort into the pedals, but turn them very, very slowly because your acceleration of the bike will also be very slow. You want to put that effort effort into a gear that allows you to get a high cadence because then the acceleration will be much quicker. And then once you have stabilized at whatever your goal speed is, then you can get back to whatever is your preferred cadence, which might be a slower grinding cadence, and uh, I'm not necessarily against it at all. It might be a good thing. But during that acceleration, that's when you should use cadence to your advantage. So that's about it for hills. We also have with wind, for example. All right, if it's a long stretch of headwind, then... You have the same situation as with a long hill, really. Uh, a slight increase in power compared to tailwind situations is warranted, but note the word slight. But for a short segment, like a very short segment in, in a strong headwind, do as I just explained, like for short hills and try to maintain momentum, potentially. This will depend on the situation, of course, and the best thing to learn, really, is to experiment with it in training. And this is why it's so important to be out and, and train on the roads sometimes and not just train on the trainer because you can't learn maintaining momentum on the trainer. Coming out of corners is another situation. It really is, you will lose a lot of, that's the same really as you come to the top of a hill. You will have lost a lot of speed. You will have quite a slow speed when you come out of the corner. So accelerate get that speed back up uh, as quickly as possible within reason use that again high cadence but then switch gears as appropriate to never spin out but make sure that you get those wheels spinning quite quickly and not use all that effort in vain uh, to turn the cranks really really slow so you notice i said a couple of times about doing you have to adjust your effort you have to put in a harder effort on hills and coming out of corners to get up to speed to get that momentum, increase your average speed and increase your uh, decrease your race times. Uh, but I said that you should do it within reason. And you'll hear a lot of times people talk about burning matches. 
And this is when you do a really big power spike, like when you are accelerating out of a corner, for example. And uh, this is like, there's no like hard facts about what's enough and what's too much and what's appropriate, what's too little. It's just a concept that uh, when you accelerate, you burn a match and you only have a certain amount of matches to burn. And if you burn too many, then you might suffer on the bike or at the very least, you might suffer a lot on the run. But the thing I want you to take away here is you have to first, you have to practice this in training. You have to learn how much you can do, what works for you. But also, you should never, in my opinion, do an all-out sprint in these situations. Unless, if you if you happen to be an elite ITU athlete, you might have to do that in some situations. But for all other athletes, I never think that that is necessary for all age group athletes listening to this. So keep that in mind. Do Try not to burn the whole match at least, maybe burn half a match, uh, by doing a controlled increase in effort and a tactical increase in effort. You know that you want to increase that effort, but you don't want to go all out. It's not an all out sprint. And the final point I want to make is to be smart about how you conserve energy. Uh, For example, in long downhills, when you go really, really fast, you won't really go that much faster by pedaling. So it may make sense to conserve that energy, coast, but then as the grade starts to even out, that's when without pedaling, you will start to slow down. And that's when you want to try to keep that same even speed for as long as possible. And it will take very little energy for you. You will gradually increase how much you pedal to be able to maintain that speed, of course. But And, and that's the way you want to do it. But again, you've saved a, saved a ton of energy going down compared to if you would have pedaled, you might have gone two kilometers an hour faster. This depends on the hill, of course, and I'm pulling numbers out of a hat here, but uh, it's just uh, to get the point across, really. Uh, but then when you get get to that evened out uh, grade, then that's when putting power in, it starts to make a big difference because you might be going five kilometers an hour faster than you would otherwise go. Suddenly it's 10 kilometers, and again, you are saving time. You're going faster. So that's about it. Remember, Focus on bike speed and momentum and not just on an even effort, but do it in a controlled manner. And the thing that you want to do above all is to get out on the road and practice this. Think about it. How can you maximize your speed and your momentum? This is really great news for people that don't have a power meter, which is probably a lot of you. You don't necessarily need a power meter in all situations. You can learn a lot by just trying to trying to maximize speed but still having that in your back of your mind that you want to do it within reason and not burn too many matches. Hope you enjoyed this and found it useful. One final reminder, there are just a few days left until Sunday, the 30th of September, to get 60% off my newly launched 19-week strength and conditioning program. Uh, It's a strength training plan that uh, has uh, two sessions per week for 19 weeks, Uh, very specific based on everything that I talked about in episode 81 on the podcast and in my blog post, uh, the triathlon strength training in 2018, the definitive guide that is on uh, on my website. So a few days left to get it for $19 on Training Peaks. I'll link to it in the episode description. After Sunday, it will be up to 49, which is the regular price. Uh, to get that 60% off, just use the discount code LAUNCH, and that's all caps. 
Big thanks to our sponsors, Roka, that you can find on roka.com. If you want to shop their triathlon apparel, like wetsuits, trisuits, sunglasses, goggles, use the promo code THATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, to get 20% off your entire order. And big thanks to Precision Hydration, that you can find on precisionhydration.com. Take their free online sweat test to learn how you should be hydrating in training and racing, and get your first box for free with the promo code that triathlon show all one word all caps thank you as always for listening keep training smart and keep loving triathlon